and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. I'm Chris Salamone from Four Eyes Furniture, and with me as always, Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. Hey, everybody. And Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. Hello. Today is Thursday, August 31st, otherwise known as National Eat Outside Day, which I think is too hot for that. I did build a picnic table. Yeah, yeah, you were you were ahead of schedule. If only yeah, you that, had a really, really awesome picnic table. I heard no one watched it, it, but I don't know. <laughs> Did it not do well? You know, okay, uh, let's just start off the episode with a little bit of YouTube theory. Let's hear so it. So whenever you post videos, for those who don't post YouTube videos, whenever you upload, you have three basic options. You can make it public. So as, as soon as it uploads, you click publish, it goes, it right. goes to your audience. You can go private or unlisted, so that works great for any time you want to share a video with somebody without everyone knowing it's live. So, for instance, if you're sharing a video with a sponsor before you post it, or if you're showing it to a friend before you post it, anything like that, that's what that's for. And then third, you can schedule a post. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, you can upload a video in private, so you can share it with whoever you want to share it with, and you can upload it maybe the day after, day after that, or whenever. But I've got this theory that if you upload a video unlisted or private and then make it public later. You're ruining that view velocity. You're ruining it because I don't think it shows it to everybody. What I think, <laughs> I think it puts it in people's uh, subscription list that, at the time that it was uploaded. Uh-huh. So if you upload something in private and then make it live or public two days later, it's two days buried in people's subscriptions feed. I see what you're saying. Because I get it. Maybe it wasn't the, I, I will say it wasn't like the best project I've ever done, but I don't think it was terrible. But it, it really just, it, it kind of flopped for the first three days. But, but what's weird about it is it's still getting views more consistently than, vi- normally my videos have a spike and a quicker drop off than what this has. It's been a lot more gradual it's just kind of chugging normal. along yeah so i think people are seeing it a little like later like in a suggested video and like oh i don't think i saw that oh um, i didn't know that mike know? had a new video yeah 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 i've i i mean yeah obviously none of us knows if that's true or not i have always like when i have to share something with a sponsor i put it in a different account that i share it with so i oh. uploaded it to that account unlisted and share it with them and then that way it's still brand new whenever i publish it so yeah. i put up a new video today and normally i'll always like schedule them at six in the morning to go up six in the morning uh pacific time so it's nine in the east and so this one i just kind of randomly put up i was like oh, it's ready to go there's no sponsor attached to it i'll just put it up i don't know probably like 10 30 or something like that and i mean it's not one of my best videos i would not say <laughs> in terms of like the interest of like you know the thumbnail or the project or whatever maybe it's good because it's like got utility and people actually want to build it it's a workbench but it's been going pretty like faster than normal for the i don't know whatever how what five hours or whatever that it's been hmm. up weird yeah who so knows it's doing better than on. average yeah it's doing better you, than you average you didn't do anything different i well i just put it straight up instead of publishing it and or you instead know like instead of scheduling, scheduling it yeah interesting instead of scheduling. see that might have something to do who with knows because normally what i always do is I'll, I'll share it with whoever i want to share it with delete that video then just re-upload it essentially like you know in public mode yeah. so who knows it's interesting we, we got to get youtube on here get somebody from youtube <laughs> come here for and real. tell us all right should we uh get Talk into what, what we're, we're working, working on? on yeah go for it what are you working on you built a workbench this week yeah, so yeah I, I put up the workbench video um i had it done a couple weeks ago and people have even probably seen it in a few videos already but just put it up today um 
yeah, I mean, it's it's going good, like I said. I, yeah, it's not the most interesting project, but again, I think it probably could do well just because it'll appeal to more people from the point of view of like, oh, I actually need a workbench, and this looks like an easy, kind of cheap one to build. So It's also very different from other workbenches. Yeah, it's more... There's a lot uh, of workbench projects out there. I think it'll do well just because of search. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I think it'll kind of continually do well. Right, and I think it's, it's a well-searched term, and then you have thumbnail differentiation. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it'll do well. I, I like that. I thought it was really cool. Thank you. It's funny. Uh, I, I pinned a top comment. I usually don't pin comments, but I thought this one was funny. The guy said like, oh, this looks like an interesting technical workbench. Left cry- <laughs> or ended up crying. Oh, what, dang. <laughs> like he thought like the he was expecting was, more or something. Oh, the, the no, it was because the ending of him. the video. <laughs> I was going to compliment you on that. It was like it was hitting close Touchy, to home. Touchy man. feely. Yeah. Talking about world's best dad. Baby, get that mug. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. So the if dog, you adopt a child, then you it won't really the change the world. But for that child, the world will change. There it's kind of one of those. Things, <laughs> Is that right? like a infomercial you saw or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get you to adopt some kids. <laughs> yep. So other than that, um, the dog bed is all done. I took pictures of it and everything. I just I haven't even started looking at the footage yet, but um, it came out cool. Like I, it actually like once I had it all set up and everything in the living room, I was like. I would, if I had a dog, I would keep this around. Like, it, just I keep know, it around. I, people are like, you got a dog? Well, no, but I built it and I like it. I did it. <laughs> several years ago, but you know, this is the last piece of him that remains. Um, <laughs> no, it's, so yeah, uh, we'll see how that one does. I saw that you put up your dog video today, so yeah, okay, oh. great transition. Yeah, Boom. so I got back from California yesterday, the day we we're recording, and it was funny. I had the video done, ready to publish, but I just forgot to bring the file with me to California. Mm. So it was just kind of sitting at home for a couple of days before I could Should get have back scheduled and it. it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have based on what you just said. Apparently not. So it's doing well. I think the comments are at least doing well in terms of, you know, feedback. People enjoy yeah. it. Um, it wasn't anything crazy, but I do like the bass on it a lot. It was just so quick, so simple. Mm-hmm. And the I just yeah, love the, the way nice. that the, the legs kick out from the apron. Um, I yeah, think there's it was like neat. that reveal, I guess. Yeah, so I don't think we really talked too much about it, but this weekend I was out in California. I'll let Ben talk about the project, but we were working on a big solar workshop, so it was kind of fun. I had a friend, uh, Jason, from West Coast Solar come out, who's like a solar expert, so I was learning a lot about electric. I was just really just sponging up as much information as I could while I was there, so it was a lot of fun. And trying sushi for the first time. I tried raw fish for the first time, and... uh, Wait. Chris, did you know this? Mike's never had sushi. I've only had sushi once. And you're from You're outnumbered here. Hey, we don't all eat it here. That's a stereotype. No. I guess so, because, yeah. Anyways, I tried raw tuna, and I will say it's got to be an acquired taste because it was a little, the texture <laughs> little was definitely not what I was expecting. But tried a little seared tuna. It was totally great. Yeah, do you um, typically like seafood? No. Well, that's okay, probably so that, done. Yeah. That, that makes it hard. That's a rough transition, probably, from. Yeah, that probably doesn't help. But now this week, I'm getting getting started. I just got back from my local metal supplier, and I'm getting a big 4 foot by 10 foot piece of 12 gauge hot rolled steel for everyone that knows what that means. I didn't like until I got there. Yeah, so it's a 4 foot by 10 foot sheet of almost quarter inch steel, maybe closer wow. to a, to an eighth. And I'm going to cut that into some cool trapezoids, weld them together to where it makes a 
makes a fire pit where it's basically like a small square on the bottom and a bigger square on top, so it kind of flanges out. Yeah. Should be really cool. Uh, I'm excited how to mu- get How it. much did the sheet run you? Uh, what would you think? $10 million. No, I'd say like <laughs> 200 bucks. Sorry. Two or 300? No, 130 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, how much does it weigh? Um, me, how much compared like a, to a piece of plywood? Oh, it's probably <laughs> 20 <laughs> pounds heavier than a piece of plywood. Okay. Me and okay. the guy oh, that so works there. That yeah, yeah. Me and the guy working there picked it up and kind of hoisted it in the truck. It wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah, because you normally pay, I feel like, like sort of like a little more than between $1 and $2 a pound or somewhere like that. Oh, okay. But what was really interesting was rummaging around through their uh, – their cutoffs and their like stuff that they just don't keep inventory on. So when they have long enough cutoffs, they have this this big rack in the lobby full of just random tube steel, round yeah. like steel pipe, all kinds of stuff. I beam cutoffs. So I got a bunch of bunch of those to make a bunch of random smaller projects because they're all you know five five bucks or ten bucks or three bucks per piece. Yeah, yeah. that's a great deal. And uh, you know I kind of ordered a couple other things while I was there. So I got around talking to the guys at the counter and telling them what I do. And apparently one of the guy there, uh, he makes YouTube videos, uh, but in a, in a, he makes like motorcycle related stuff, but he's really big into YouTube. So he took me to a scrap bin of the stuff that they normally just send to the recycling because it's too small. I even got a couple like weird, uh, weird cutoffs at 45 degree angles and stuff that I plan on working with. I'll add, I'll take a picture of them and put them on the Modern Maker podcast Instagram. And I've got uh, some cool projects that I'll be doing later with them. But I think that's about all I'm going to say because I'm not sure if I'm going to make them soon, sooner or later. So I don't want to leave it around too much. for a bit. Exactly. Marinate for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Ben, tell us about what you finished up, I guess, apparently today. Yeah, so it's it's been a productive week. Uh, got the shed all set up and got the solar installed. Jason Andrade from uh, uh, West Coast uh, Sustainable Solutions or something like that. Uh, we'll put a, a, I've been giving him a lot of shout outs on Instagram so you can hit up the company. But uh, he came down from Northern California and taught us how to do a full solar install. So we got the shed. The shed was a prefab kit from Tough Sheds. And really awesome. It's it's more of a workshop than a shed. It's about ten feet by twelve feet, mm-hmm. and it has you know about nine to ten foot ceilings. So it's a nice big open shed with double doors and skylights. And then, yeah. So we put <laughs> on four one hundred watt uh, solar panels, uh, wired them up to four uh, giant batteries that weigh about sixty pounds each. And just earlier today, we were able to test it, and we were actually able to run. A bandsaw and a drill press simultaneously while oh, we wow. were charging, uh, while we were charging uh, all the my my sort of hand tool batteries. So I was charging a forty volt battery for my for my lawnmower and for the chainsaws, charging a whole bunch of eighteen volt batteries for drills and circular saws, and simultaneously running the bandsaw and drill press. Uh, and it was all the you know all from the solar panels. So. That was just really cool to see that all sort of work and happen. It's a completely off-the-grid workshop. And what I'm working on now is just building out the rest of the shelving and storage solutions for it. So tomorrow I'm going to be building out a workbench. Uh, it'll be sort of a built-in and sort of attached to the wall. I was going to say, I know so, where you can see a good tutorial video on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, sort of building out shelving. I got those really cool sort of gladiator slat walls from Home Depot. Um, so I'm going to be doing like one of those sort of storage systems. Because it's also going to hold like uh, sort of lawn and garden tools in addition to sort of making tools. So it's been really fun. Learned a ton about electrical. Uh, it's really nice to have an electrician there that also has this sort of you know specific expertise in solar. Um, we also recorded some future episodes of... Uh, the weekend show, yeah, and I interviewed him, uh, Jason, all about you know solar and sort of how to do it and what to avoid and what to think about, uh, really from the perspective of makers too. So uh, we got some good tips for people that may be interested in DIYing some solar uh, installations in the future. Yeah, we also got some weekend shows where Ben interviewed me and I interviewed Ben. I think the one uh, let's do. Let's do you interviewing me. Let's have our let's have that be our first that we put out okay. this weekend. And the cool thing about it is since we were in person, we were able to film it too. So it'll be on our YouTube channel if you're interested in seeing us trying to not look at the camera and uh, <laughs> not acknowledge it. <laughs> Try if you're interested in seeing us pretend the camera's not there. Exactly. Yeah, so it was a fun, productive weekend. Um, unfortunately, Chris got sick and couldn't make it at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is good because we all feel great now. Um, and yeah, so now it'll just be probably like another week or two of, of finishing up the, the shed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to eventually add a deck to it. I don't know if I'm going to do that on this trip or not. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's exciting to have a, a workshop that you is, is completely disconnected but still full of power. Yeah, so who, when you're not there, will somebody be using that workshop, do you think? Uh, yeah, I have some ideas for that, but that's gonna be part of the secret. So okay. can't reveal <laughs> all of that out. yet. No. Yeah. Yes, but we have we, I have a plan for this new awesome facility. Oh, cool. can I take one second and just plug the Reddit? While I was in the airport on my way back, I took a few minutes to actually go through all the threads and read all of it. It made me change my mind because I was using the mobile app too, mm -hmm. and you were so right. Yeah, if you've looked at Reddit modern. and immediately clicked away, check out the check out the app and try that out it's so much cleaner and mm -hmm. uh just generally user friendly so yeah it's, it's really and it's, it's r, like reddit slash r slash modern maker podcast or just search modern maker yeah. podcast and uh yeah if you got any if you have any questions or anything like that throw them up there it's a great place for it yeah for sure and we because right now we have roughly about a hundred people that are subscribed to it if we can get like a thousand people it's going to be a really good resource already you can see if you go on there you'll see people asking questions like hey when did they talk about this or what was this product and then other people answering it so it's really cool to not have to have everything just come directly to us and back to people everyone and it can, can kind of be like a, uh, like an faq's place where right. kind of the common questions will be upvoted so you can kind of see them quicker and easier so Exactly. Yeah, should be so yeah cool. it's a really good resource. So before we get into the topic, we got some uh, feedback from the past couple episodes. So I figured I'd just read the things out. We could respond to them if we want. If we don't want to respond to any of them or if we think this doesn't make sense, I'll just edit it out. But <laughs> So the first one, I'll, I'll first say that, that I really enjoyed the last weekend episode that Ben did uh, with his buddy Rod. That yeah. was a really interesting topic. And so one piece of feedback we got on that one from a Rob... Tansy, not Rod. He says, uh, so anybody who's interested in that, the United Brotherhood of Carpenters, UBC, offers the mentioned training and certifications to be an underwater welder for free. He wow. put all caps and exclamation point. So, so check that out if you're trying out. to have a really risky job. That sounds really cool, though. 
Yep, if you want to. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, then another, somebody asked Ben. He said, on episode 46, Just Say No, Ben was talking about how he closes sponsorship deals by lowballing the per video price and offering a high number of videos, saying that this is also a good way of establishing a long-term relationship. Isn't that just committing to a lot of work for not a lot of money? I'd love to hear more about how he makes this a lucrative proposition over time. Uh, it just depends on how fast you are. Like, uh, it certainly is lucrative if you are quick with ideas, and uh, apparently I am. Um, but no, uh, again, that's why I preface everything by saying this works for me, doesn't work for everybody. Right. Like, if you're really meticulous, then that might not be a good idea because as you go fast, it's tearing you up inside because you're not actually enjoying the work. I'm a pretty, like, fast and sloppy kind of maker. So, like, that that technique business-wise marries well with that sort of technique business-wise. And that was the whole concept. I'm never giving anyone a prescription of what they should do. What I'm saying is, is you should take what you like doing and figure out a strategy that plays to your strengths. My strength is sort of speed of coming up with new ideas. I feel like that's, I'm, I'm pretty safe saying that. So uh, I want a business model that takes advantage of that while simultaneously connecting me more and more with brands. Now, if you're somebody that loves negotiating and you're, you know, you're all about reading that art of the deal, uh, then, you know, maybe, and, and you're also super meticulous, then it might be a good strategy for you to try to get as much money as you can out of every single video. But I also know that my uh, uh, total subscriber base goes up the more prolific I am. So I have two sort of benefits to doing that. Right. And again, I would say once more is that it takes a way more time. It takes way more time to email and communicate with brands than people think. Mm -hmm. It often can take just as much in communication, reading and reviewing contracts. Uh, if, if a brand sends you a 10-page contract and you read the whole thing <laughs> and are sending edits and stuff, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I would rather take less money for the videos to only have to read a 10-page contract once, once for that brand. Right. I was going to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I was kind of thinking, and you already touched on it, but part of the business model, especially for somebody like Ben, is putting out a lot of content. And so if you think about it, even if there were, there were no sponsors, he'd still be putting out a lot of content because he has ideas and that's part of his business model. Yeah. And so having... A video it's almost like having a video that has no sponsor attached to it because you're trying to wring the most out of everything or making sure that there's a sponsor attached to everything even if it's at less per you know it's still a, a, an end net positive yeah that's again i guess is one more time because i think people always sort of forget this part this works for me and for yeah. very specific reasons because of what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. You should never sort of, you shouldn't mirror somebody else's sort of formula without sort of first taking inventory of your own strengths and weaknesses and then coming up with a strategy that is built around those. You can pull concepts from other people, but pulling prescriptions from other people around things that are, that are, are this contextual, I think is a pretty bad idea. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can jump into the topic now. So this one actually comes from Reddit, from John Poboy. There's a Reddit thread there for submitting topics. So this was a good one that got voted up a bit. He says, besides the finished project and any monetary compensation, what do you get most out of making? 
for example, stress relief or sense of accomplishment? And have these intrinsic rewards become less rewarding as you've transitioned into full-time makers that have sponsors and deadlines to work with? Okay, so kind of split that one up into two questions almost, right? So like... So yeah, I guess start with yeah. the, the, the rewards. What do you get from it? I think a lot of it is just for certain personality types, which I would like include myself in, I tend to have a lot of ideas. And even before I was making things, I just had different ideas. So my ideas were more geared towards like how I could make cool music or how I could draw cool things. Right. But now that I've shifted my interest more into making things, I still have just as many ideas. So I think what I get most out of it is it's just an outlet to where I can have ideas and I can have them realized and I can have them re realized pretty quick. And that's one of the interesting things about making things compared to maybe even music is that you're actually making physical things. So one of the biggest things I get out of it is seeing the finished piece. So that's probably definitely the, the biggest thing is like seeing an idea and then actually being able to touch it and hold it. Having it tactile is really, really rewarding, especially compared to other things I've had my interest in. What do you guys, what about you guys? I think, um, one of the things for me personally, so I, I kind of talked about this in the past before, but I find that to put it more on a macro level, like one of the most important things in life, I think is having things to look forward to. And one of the cool things about making is it gives you a lot of things to look forward to, whether it's, you know, completing a project or trying out this new technique or whatever. And it gives you kind of like short things to look forward to. So like, okay, today I'm going to go and I'm going to accomplish this. And then, you know, within a week, I'm going to, accomplish this and then obviously larger things like you know they have more to do with business like you know where you want to be in a year or whatever so i think that's one of the big things that i get from it is it gives me a lot of ammo for things to look forward to which i think is really important to my happiness exactly yeah ben yeah for for me it's a it's i think of it more as a question of motivation so it's similar to what chris is saying it's about uh so i don't think it's we'll put it this way right like Mike, I feel like I have a lot of ideas and I get a certain amount of enjoyment utilizing those ideas on a project per project basis, right? So if I have an idea for a really cool bar cart and I'm like walking around, I'm looking, I see, I'm, you know, I'm looking in like a, like a West Elm catalog and I see a bar cart and I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. And then I start thinking, how would I do it? And then all of a sudden I come <laughs> up with an idea. There's enjoyment to taking that idea right that's that's all that's also has a moment of sort of happiness when you think of something that you think is better mm -hmm. but you're not sure if it's better there's an excitement and visceral enjoyment in proving out that hypothesis of taking that sort of idea i think i have a way to make this cooler and still keep it kind of affordable and only use a few tools so from there that's the initial sort of enjoyable part it's that that sort of moment of of conception for the idea itself then it becomes a problem because you sort of state, could I do this with this, this, and this? And then the, the fun mm -hmm. part, the second part of the fun part is, how do I sort of prove that out and test this hypothesis? And that's the sort of physical making part. That's also really awesome. And then you get to like take photos of it and test it again to see, am I crazy? Am I the only <laughs> one that thinks this is a good idea? Or are there other people that think it's a, a, a good idea? That's also pretty fun, unless it turns out you made a picnic table that no one's watching. Ribbon them. But the sort of last thing that's really enjoyable that can happen is you see other people make it, improve upon it, modify it, and customize it, and then mm -hmm. share their new ideas back with you. 
So each one of those stages is like super enjoyable and fun. Now, from an overall standpoint, that's sort of how I have fun with uh, an individual project. From an overall standpoint, I have fun sort of building the audience, taking the business part to the new level. To me, that feels like a video game, right? Especially like one of those like, you know, long yeah, resource level strategy. strategy game. Right. Yeah. So I like I like that I like that way of enjoying the individual brick, right? Making each brick. And then I also like having seeing brick by brick over a long period of time build up something worthwhile and cool that gives me more options. Right. So I try to figure out how to enjoy both the day-to-day or sort of week-to-week by making the projects fun and then also make it feel meaningful on a broader level so it doesn't feel too repetitive and try to make me you know, sort of gamify it so I feel like I'm building up, leveling up, and sort of building this big uh, uh, thing. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It, it's uh, That is one of the exciting parts of it is when you kind of think about your entire body of work. Like sometimes... I don't know if you guys do this, but sometimes I'll like to think at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, what things will I have made? Like, where will I be in a year from now? What new ideas will I have? And be able to like look back at that that last year and be like, wow, look at all this stuff that I did. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's sort of achievement oriented versus sort of stimulus oriented. And what's awesome about making is that you can get both out of it, mm-hmm. right? You have the parts that are like a first-person shooter video game where you're like trying to figure this out. They requ- require some hand-eye coordination. There's a little bit of danger that you don't cut your fingers off, right? There's there's that sort of in-the-moment sort of fun and action, but there's also sort of that sort of strategy element of how do you put together a portfolio of really cool things that helps you sort of sell things or helps you create your own furniture line or, or in our case, helps you sort of yeah. create a suite of media content that gives you more options. Now... With this uh, project this weekend, it wasn't all enjoyable. Putting solar panels on a roof when it's like 95 degrees outside and the sun's beating down on you is not constantly enjoyable. Right. But the part that is enjoyable is knowing that, oh, wait, I'm not going to be doing this every day, but I do get to sort of go ahead and learn this new thing for this particular project. Right. Yeah, I think uh, actually in a weird way, making is kind of in a unique spot that it's extremely enjoyable, but it's comprised of a bunch of not really enjoyable things. Yeah. And I know putting <laughs> things on in 90 degree weather in the roof is on the extreme end of not and enjoyable. And sawdust boogers. But, but even the like monotonous is, tasks yeah, that you kind of have to do. a lot of it do. really is. Yeah. Like cutting out 20 plywood uh, like spacers that you were using on your workbench. Like that probably wasn't super fun. Like cutting oh, all I the had small a pieces. I time. But like actually once it's like all that is worth it once you get to see it put together or in the process of seeing it come together is really cool. Yeah, it's a, an extreme example of enjoy in terms of enjoyment of the sum of something being much greater or the what what's the saying? The to- I don't know. Some greater than the parts. sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. There and then go. the other cool thing I would say like on the last or at least on my part of what I would say is going back and looking at what was so hard or what was so challenging to wrap your mind around. And looking at that and seeing like how simple that is now that you've done it or now that you've done right. other projects, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. You can, it's, it's one of those things where especially doing videos of it, you have a baseline of like where you were, what you were struggling with. And you have a, you have such a good barometer of your progress, which is really cool to see. Yeah. It's all documented there for everybody to laugh at <laughs> or for you to look back at and laugh at. Exactly. So then uh, I guess the second part of the question was have the intrinsic values what was it become less where let me find it again 
<laughs> have the intrinsic rewards become less rewarding as you've transitioned into full-time makers that have sponsors and deadlines to work with? I don't think so because they become you different, s- right? Right. You you have to separate it, right? I'm I'm doing my hobby as a business. If I was just doing my hobby, I would be doing another business that would also have its unenjoyable aspects that I would not necessarily look forward to. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of a perspective when you look at it in my in my book. Mm-hmm. I I would say no. I would say it's increased it. Yeah. But I would say it increases it, uh, it if you like the direction that you're going in. So, uh, to me, the business part is adds a level of fun and meaningfulness to myself because it's like I get to see how I'm building something. Right? It's I like listening to the how I built this podcast, which is basically stories of how people built businesses. Right. I like to hear that journey. Uh, I like to hear how it intertwined with their personal life at different points, or how how they had different epiphanies that then uh, uh, changed the way they did business. So. For me, it's uh, no, it's the opposite. Those things add enjoyment to it because mm-hmm. they they add motivation too. Now I I can see how every project I'm doing isn't just an exercise of my own creativity. It's actually part of this bigger game that I'm playing to try to build something to to create more opportunities for me to keep designing bigger and crazier things. So, like right now, I feel for like sure. you know when I started this like three or four years ago. I was using, you know, a drill and a circular saw and, you know, playing at sort of level one. Now I'm installing solar panels and, and it's still and using the same robots. idea. <laughs> exactly, right? It's the same game. I'm still using circular saws, still using drills, uh, still producing the basic sort of DIY content. But now I get to sort of mix in these more, you know, these, these larger scale things as well. And I've always said is I want to get to the point where I can show people how to build a house from scratch on YouTube. Uh, and to me, that, that's like the big boss at the end of this game. And I feel like every, you know, I keep leveling up and getting closer and closer to being able to pull that off. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that um, I, th- I agree that the it, it actually becomes more rewarding, but I'll also admit that it becomes more stressful. But I think mm-hmm. that there's probably an idea that, um, let me see if I can say this the right way, stress and something being rewarding are not mutually exclusive. Is that right? I don't know if that's right. But No, but sometimes yeah. they can add to each other, right? The more right. stress you go through on something can also make it more rewarding because yeah, like, it was like a battle to get through or like, you know what I mean? To yeah, I think it kind of is just everything's ratcheted up, you know, knowing that you can't have that like, you know, more enjoyable pace while you're actually working on the project because you have people waiting on you and whether that's sponsors or, you know, you know that people want to watch it or whatever. But then when you put it out there, you have all that feedback, which, you know, some of it can be negative. Most of it's usually positive. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I think all of that stuff does kind of ratchet up or at least brings different um, elements of a a positive and rewarding aspect to doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, no one's going to put no one's going to put on their tombstone like, hey, this guy was really good at avoiding stress. Good job. (laughs) No, it's it's it's. I don't want to avoid it. I want to learn how to deal with it. Uh, and I want to overcome it. And I want to sort of stay calm despite things being demanding and those things. Uh, yeah, you, you you don't want to avoid uh, adversity. You you also don't want to seek out it and be you know overly reckless. But you, you want to take on challenges. You want to push yourself to the point where you're, you're, you're uh, 
challenged, but not, you know, completely falling apart mentally. That's that's also part of the fun part is, you know, and I don't think you'll ever, you know, when, when people say, oh, do you have balance? I don't think it's a thing of like, okay, how do I get to this per- perfect equilibrium? For me, it's an acknowledgement. There's going to be some weeks where I take on too much, but there's going to be other weekends or like this weekend. Mike was here. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there is some, uh, there's some drinking. There is some, uh, raw fish. some, uh, some roof, uh, muscle up climbing bets, <laughs> uh, that Mike lost. Um, yeah, I, and, I, I made a couple $20 bets that I didn't, uh, didn't come through with. Yeah. A lot, a lot of great conversations just, to, you know, o- over drinks about just sort of content and design. Uh, we even had a lot of fun uh, working on our new, uh, outlining a bunch of new projects that we're going to be doing for Dwell Magazine, which is, uh, yeah. I guess we're just dropping that out. There. Yeah, have we talked about, about that? I was just about no. to say, have we talked about this at all? Awesome. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell the story and then I'll segue into, you know, what the announcement is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the first time meeting Mike and... We sat down and we're like, okay, uh, you know, the, the announcement is is that the three of us are going to be producing a whole bunch of DIY project videos for Dwell Magazine. Dwell, if you're not familiar with it, it's a very awesome, very modern uh, lifestyle magazine that focuses a lot on architecture. And they're trying to get into the video space. So the three of us are going to help them launch their YouTube channel. Yep. So it's not out yet, but it's coming soon. So if you're keeping an eye on us on Instagram, you're going to start us seeing us tagged well in things and start producing content for them. So it's a, it's a really incredible opportunity. It's awesome because the three of us are going to be working as a team, which is going to be really fun. And the sort of fun sort of productivity balance is, is me and Mike were having a fun weekend. Lots of drinks, lots of eating, just hanging <laughs> you out. You keep saying Shoot. lots of drinks. <laughs> Roof oh. muscle. You guys were drunk the whole time. <laughs> it's like we were just pounding the whole weekend. <laughs> just pounding. I wasn't like we were getting totally inebriated, in. but yeah. yeah but I like did bring my beer funnel. If that's what you were wondering. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no funneling. No. Um, but uh, it was also really fun when we sat down and we like worked through ideas for yeah. these new videos that we're going to be making. And we were just riffing back and forth. It was and a it, really like, productive brainstorming session. It, in like 45 minutes to an hour, we came up with like the next 10 to 15 ideas that we're going to do for this video series. Mm-hmm. And, and not, we were sketching and, them out. We were right. looking at Pinterest. You're, he was, Mike was saying, oh, wait, check this out. And then he picks out his phone, pulls up like a, a, an image of something. It's like, you could do this detail like this. Um, no, that was, you, you, can, you can have the balance uh, not so much by doing less work but by changing the way you do work. And so in this case, like doing this by myself would have been a little bit less fun and probably wouldn't have had that balance. But the happen that we're able to sort of combine that with sort of social outings and stuff like that added sort of an energy level and an efficiency to it that, that made it a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was just surprised at the amount of ideas because they weren't just ideas like, oh, let's do a bookshelf. It was we figured out, OK, we're going to do a bookshelf. What's going to be the interesting aspect of it? What are we building or I mean, like, what are we building it out of? What's the takeaway for the video? It was right. it was like the fully formed idea. The only thing that's left is figuring out, you know, the cut list for it. And right. we did that for about a dozen projects in 20, 30 minutes. And yeah. I don't know about you all, but I'm not quite that productive on a regular basis by myself. So yeah. it was it was a cool it was a cool thing. Yeah, we're excited. I think we're, it's going to open some new doors. It'll mean we'll have some new partnerships with different kinds of companies. Um 
I think in particular, it's going to open up some opportunities for us to explore things more into home renovation and smart home categories. But uh, if you're a fan of the magazine and you listen to this podcast, hit us up and tell us on uh, Instagram or DM us or uh, send in a question and tell us what you, you know, what you think could be a, a, a cool way for us to collaborate with Dwell. Yeah, and it's so it's, it's weird because having something for, like such a staple in traditional media, like what Dwell is, mm-hmm. is super validating. Yeah, isn't, and to, you know, to be part of something now as they transition into this, to be in on it at the ground floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 really neat because I'm I've never been particularly interested in architecture and design up until the past you know four or five years, but I think everyone for the most part is aware of Dwell. They've seen it at least oh, yeah. on newsstands and have flipped through it at a doctor's office or two, you know, so. Yeah, I'd say if you're remotely <laughs> into like interior design yeah. or anything that having to do with that, then you've, it's a fairly household name within that circle. Exactly. Yeah, and if you're a maker out there that likes doing sort of modern or mid-century modern furniture and you want staging ideas, that's a really good place to look. Yeah, for, for sure. Oh, I was going to say for sure. I beat you to it. For sure. I Dang know. it. <laughs> Too quick, man. You're quick on the for sure's. Awesome. So what's next on the agenda? For the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For today. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. Okay. I thought you remember Joel. Um, let's see. We're, we're at 40 Current minutes. Obsessions. So we got some... Uh, you want to... Yeah, we can do hypothetical. We got questions. We got obsessions. Let's do a hypothetical, then obsessions. Okay, I'll do a hypothetical here. So. All right, lead into it. All right. Let's say you're... <laughs> This is a stupid one. <laughs> but the last one was stupid. This is the how stupid of a question can Ben answer actually, seriously this is, again. This is actually kind of in the same vein. It, it has to do with Wait, vanity, I guess, for, uh, okay. for the hypothetical. So if you had your choice between going completely bald within the next five years, so, you know, like Larry David, you guys know Larry David? Yeah. So that style of bald, you know, just like the horseshoe. <laughs> yep. Or you can keep your hair forever, but you always have to have the man bun haircut. Oh, no. What would you do? That's that's like a really good equivalent, right? Yeah, like of <laughs> opposites. It really makes you like. They're, they're, I think those are pretty evenly matched. Uh, I'd probably go bald, just because like. Can you just cut all bun. your hair off? Yeah, yeah, you can shave oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah, okay. It's just yeah. that's what your genetics or that's what your genes are okay. going to do. Yeah, bald, right. bald. Yeah, I think I, I would do that. The the man bun for that long would be insufferable, right? Because it's right. like Here's having the, a mullet he, in two thousand five. Right. Well, here's here's why here's why it's important. It's an important difference. I think that the man bun aesthetically probably looks better right now than right. completely bald. Right. But bald is like you know people will sort of give you the discount of sort of saying, oh well, that guy is probably like he's a victim of his genetics. Right. right? Exactly. His aesthetic circumstances are not his choice. With the man bun, everyone's going to think you're an asshole for choosing to <laughs> exactly. constantly have that. And you would Especially be. like five or ten years from now when it's like way out of style. Exactly. So, and being bald no is you. timeless, right? Right. Yep. So it, it's, it's, the, it's the representation of choice versus like this is just the hand you were dealt. Yeah. Exactly. I hope everybody chooses the same because that is absolutely the correct answer, Ben. Except well, for that one well guy stated. with a man bun that's like, geez, I'm going to quit listening to this podcast no, I, now. Jeez. Hopefully he'll go bald within five years. Yeah, I I, I get it. Like I, I, some people can pull off that Legends of the Fall, but like a little more casual and ready to do woodworking look. You know, like shout out to them. That's that that whatever works. But it would be that in perpetuity. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and that's the the problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, there's probably going to be a lot of uh, like funny stuff to look at in the future as 
not so much for us. I think we all dress kind of normal-ish, like t-shirt and jeans pretty much. But yeah. there'll be funny stuff to look back on in like five years when people look <laughs> back on videos, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of man bun, that, the man bun woodworker. That's, that's uh, a good observation in style. And I would argue that style, you know, obviously on the fringes is still very extreme. But I would say there's sort of like a norm core <laughs> fringe that we're all sort of in mm-hmm. where we'll notice like little details, but it's not like people are like none of us are wearing like jean code jeans. So we'll notice like trends of like, oh, ankles are more tapered at this decade right. than they were at this decade. Or the right? wash changes or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now uh, people have sort of we've seen so many decade arcs of style that there are a certain type of people that sort of know how to play it down the middle and keep things a little bit more universal. That's us. <laughs> the average Joe. Keep it universal. Yep. Exactly. Now, I'm going to do a terrible transition here because I forgot to talk about it and what I'm working on. Uh-oh. But a lot of you might have seen it. A lot of you might not have. But in my Instagram story, I teased that I might be getting a big old activity bus and yeah. renovating oh, yeah. that bus. into an RV. What was it? The Reno something? It was El Reno. That's El the Reno. town. Yeah, it's like a small town, a little like 30 minutes outside of where I live. They're the Indians. Um, I'm from Oklahoma. It, it's it's fitting. It's not racist. You yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> I got to pack pedal racist, on that one. Whatever. Save Oklahoma for that one. Um, but no, it's a really cool. It's a really cool 35 foot long, I think, if I remember correctly. It's a flat front bus, so it's got as much. Uh, usable space on the inside as possible right. and the people that had owned it previously have already converted it into an rv poorly um <laughs> in terms of aesthetics like it's ugly and it's totally run down but it has the plumbing it's got holding tanks electrical for a refrigerator and it's not electrical for a toilet but everything for a toilet shower all set up so a lot of the kind of like grunt messy work that i don't necessarily would want to do has right. already been completed. It would just kind of need to be looked over to make sure it's functioning properly. Nice. Um, so it would kind of save just the the cool parts, like the figuring out the layout, figuring out just the aesthetics of everything, and putting in all the cool, all the cool like you know things that make things do well on the internet kind of stuff. Um, I haven't decided a hundred percent on whether I'm going to do it or not, but it was on my Instagram story. I saved that story, so I guess I'll just post it either on the Reddit or on the Instagram channel. And I would love to hear some feedback on, A, whether I should do it, um, because I am still on the fence, but I would love to hear if you guys have any cool ideas. Maybe it's, because me and Ben riffed on it a little bit. So a couple of things we thought would be really, really killer were like a a surfboard rack on one side with a mountain back rack rack on the other side, or some kind of cool roof deck, or you know barbecue station, something like that. If you guys have cool ideas that you think would just be just be fun to do and make it look a lot cooler um check out what instagram or reddit what do you say both 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 okay i'll post it on both um because i i want to hear if if y'all think it would be a cool idea i also wanted to reference it now because we do talk about it later on the weekend show that we have already recorded so where where do you stand on it right now like what percentage do you think you're gonna do it okay so there's like two drawbacks where I would have to take a little bit of time off to be able to complete it because it's such a big project. That's mainly mm-hmm. the holding point. It's not necessarily the money because it's a weird thing where like my my somewhat eccentric uncle bought it on a whim okay. and then brought it to me saying, you should renovate this. 
and that it would make cool content. And I agree, it would 100% make cool content and it wouldn't be a lot of initial investment because I'm not the one buying the bus. Right. But it's it's kind of a time suck in, in, in that, you know, I can't post quite as many project videos while I'm doing it. But I think the long-term payoff would probably be worth it. So, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. So right now I'm leaning 70% yes. El Reno. Yeah. Let's push them over, people. So yeah, give me give me some ideas that that would push me over. Nice. Yeah, I I, I think you should do it and then do a road trip. Yes, and I'll come with you. Awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. Just Grand Canyon. Just go around to different people doing that just do cool, Thelma interesting and things. Yeah, Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have Chris like take it to Chris, have him put his touch with a specific project for it. And yeah. take it around. Yeah, that'd be like, cool. Take it to every yeah. single different YouTube maker. And well, not everyone, but yeah. Every yeah. single take, one. <laughs> but yeah, take it around, do like a dozen stops, have people kind of pitch in where they want to. Uh, even like meet with Jason, the solar guy we were talking about earlier. <clears throat> maybe rig some solar to the top of it, not to make it an off-grid thing, but maybe you're you're driving somewhere and you don't want to stop at a like a KOA or you don't want to stop at a national park to be able to, you know, plug it in. Maybe mm-hmm. that could run your lights. You could charge your devices and like keep your refrigerator cold overnight off of the off of the solar power, you know, with the battery bank. So that could be I cool. Like Something shaping so. up. So yeah, it's got it's so, got really big potential. So use social media to peer pressure Mike into doing it. There you go. That's the takeaway. He's asking I, you to listen, do that. Basically, I, I will do most things with enough peer pressure. So <laughs> this is no different. Exactly. So what are y'all obsessed with? Um, I got one. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows Jimmy DeResta, but he Who? just did a video that <laughs> is phenomenal. Like he the, did. I've already got an idea that's that's gonna bump off of what he did. Yeah. So he took a a a slab of walnut that has like a crotch in it, so it's sort of like a Y shape. I hate saying the word crotch when it comes to something <laughs> I awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, I know. It's, it doesn't have so the right connotation. It's a it's a Y shaped giant slab of walnut oh, maybe not giant maybe coffee table side but it's very broad and he made steel bark for it so the whole edge of the slab is encased oh, yeah. in steel and the way he did it by sort of cutting and welding chunks together is it's very clever and the aesthetic on it is unlike anything i've seen totally there's a lot of cool slab tables there's a lot of cool inlay things uh but what he did is like just it's brilliant it's aesthetically cool it's innovative in how he make uh, made it, and I was just super glad that uh, Jimmy exists. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. I got two shout outs. One shout out, David Picciuto. We're not uh-huh. just we didn't make some kind of shout out deal with the Making It podcast, um, but he's been doing some really cool art pieces as well, also with um, weird pieces of wood. But he did a cool, uh, just like wood with. I guess it's just pieces of wood that are rotted out of the out of the larger piece it's like a knot right a big yeah knot. it's like a knot in the wood that he was able to the most recent one he he book matched two kind of knots together anyways long story short i'm sorry i'm describing it poorly just go to the channel make something watch his two most recent videos and then tell him uh that they're really cool because they're really cool you. yeah exactly well don't say mike's in you <laughs> I, I was gonna say that but i was like uh oh, no that's kind of narcissistic um, but then my second one is an album of the week. I've never oh done boy. an album of the week. It's Here we uh, go. the band is Turnover. The album is Good Nature, and it is bomb. Um, if you guys out. are into kind of uh, a little bit more like dream poppy kind of throwbacky vibes, 
mm-hmm. you'll dig it. A lot of fun, good stuff. Nice. And then go listen to the album they released before that if you're into it. Cool. I've uh, I was listening to a two-part podcast with Mike with your boy KD Kevin Durant. Ooh, not my boy. <laughs> He's Easy. Your boy. No, so Bill Simmons. He's a traitor, a- man. He's a traitor. <laughs> Bill Simmons just did a two-part podcast with them where it's basically uh, he had a couple questions and then it's all just they call it mailbag so it's people who submit questions yeah but it was really cool because he's very candid in the interview so it's cool to hear him talk about everything um, I don't know like I had a I didn't have that much of an opinion of Kevin Durant going into it but from like anything I had seen on TV when he was interviewed he was just kind of like reserved and I just got that sense from him that like maybe he just like didn't want to say something and stick his right. foot in his mouth or something. Mm-hmm. But to hear him on this podcast, it's really cool. He's like super candid, yeah. answers all kinds of questions. So, and there's I mean, kind of and there's kind of something to getting someone in an interview for like if it's a two part episode. I'm assuming yeah. it's like a couple hours of content. So there's kind of yeah, something exactly. where like over time you get a little bit more comfortable than you would in like a uh, like an interview. They're just trying to get talking points out of. Yeah, and it's not like an interview like you know it's just this random reporter from ESPN sitting down with him. You can tell they have like a good rapport and they're yeah. actually like kind of buddies. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still, still hurts. Still I'm making fresh. no, yeah, I'm making no claims on how I feel about Kevin Durant, but <laughs> jury's still out. <laughs> That's all I got. Jury's still out. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Well, cool. if you guys enjoyed the show, make sure give us a five star review on iTunes. That helps people uh, find us. It lets iTunes know that we're a good podcast and tell, lets them know that they should suggest it to other people. Um, if you're not following us in, uh, oh man, I almost had it. If you're not following us, on, following wow. If you're not following Ooh. us on Instagram, no, let me do this. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I will redeem myself. If you're not following us on Instagram, that is at Modern Maker Podcast. If you want to check out the Reddit, like I mentioned, r slash Modern Maker Podcast. And if you have topic suggestions, you can leave it there. You can hit us up on our DMs. Stay connected and have a great week. We'll see you on the weekend show, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.